This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Today we're talking about conflict. I love talking about conflict and uh, something that's been coming up in my office a lot. Basically the idea of what do you do when you just uh, gain too much steam, maybe you're out of control, going too fast, um, like like you're on a highway. And then how do we how are we looking for, you know, off ramps or speed bumps even, or maybe even just lanes, something to help us make sense of when conflict can get out of control. I also share with you a story, uh, one of my favorite pieces of relationship advice that I learned when I was just a tiny baby man. Um, so that's fun to kind of revisit that. And also, yeah, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. I mean, you got to go to work. I have to go to work. My, my, I was, I mean, I've been telling you for a week, don't touch this week, Zach, because this, this week is bonker balls for me. And in yeah. fact, it got even better where... My vehicle is trapped in my garage. You missed the story as I was telling it to Jason, but my vehicle's oh, no. trapped in the garage. And I understand he's like, can't you pull the manual thing? Uh, I'm like, yeah. I could, but the actual garage function, like the the door is broken. Yeah. So that part's yeah. trapped. And I was like, no problem. Get in the sprinter, Holden. And uh, I was like, oh no, I have three non-working seatbelts back there on the bench seat. I was like, get in the front seat, Holden. He bursts into tears and he's like, I don't want to do anything illegal. <laughs> That's funny. You're talking to Jason. We were, okay. So we were talking to Jason like the last 10 minutes or so, because can you, uh, hey, out there in radio can land, you can you hear our new microphones? They're pretty awesome. Tell? We finally, I got an email from a guy who was like, hey, really congratulations on the iHeartRadio thing. Your sound still sucks. <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. You know, I, <laughs> I'm not an audio engineer, but we're working on it. I didn't understand. And I actually thought it was like some kind of a pact that you and Jason had. By the way, this guy, we keep talking about Jason is the man behind the scenes that does everything yeah. for us. And um, except for his own laundry, apparently his <laughs> dryer's <laughs> No, broken. no, no. But this is, this is why I thought of him, though, because of the garage door. He and I are like the exact opposite. His wife came outside. He told us this story. His wife came outside and said, hey, the dryer's not working anymore. So he was like, okay. So he went inside and he disassembled the dryer yeah. and found out the heating element was broken mm-hmm. and spent $25 on Amazon to get it fixed. Yeah. Or to, and That's what people me, used I'm to like, do back in the, the day. Dry, the dryer's not broken. I'm like, oh gosh, I guess we're a little house on the prairie now and we're going to have to like <laughs> take hang it out down all our to the, Take it down. <laughs> I'm going to call the, the guy wall. and the guy's like, I can be there in three weeks. And then he orders the part, which is back ordered by like, you know, yeah. another two weeks. Yeah. So we don't have any laundry at all. We're like wearing our togas for, <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> we started ripping the curtains off of yeah. the walls to make togas. Jason put a whole new staircase in his house and I can't hang a picture on my wall. Wow. Well, <laughs> like, that's okay. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's my husband also. He, he like, 
And if anything breaks, he's a Jason or he's me. No, he's a you. And I grew up with a single mom who couldn't afford to hire (laughs) people. Well, guess we're not driving anymore. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, oh, good thing I've got this e bike here. Walking everywhere. (laughs) Hop on Holden and Holden's three friends. I'm supposed to transport. We're all going somewhere on this one e bike. Anyway, (laughs) man, to this week, just add one more thing to the mix. But yes, our quality sounds really good. Sound quality. And I was going to tell you, uh, a couple of my girlfriends that I've been training with uh, for this half Ironman, um, I had to throw that in because I want people to know that I'm doing the half Ironman. You got to know, I have two clients that are very, very interested in your half Ironman. They're super invested. Are they the same ones that They're invested in you. They're they're always like, she starts stuff, but she never finishes it. I'm wondering if she's going to actually do the half Ironman. I will do. But they're like tracking your progress. Yeah. Yeah. I will do the half Ironman, but I will not do a full anything. There is no fool in me, but they were, they said, I just started listening to your podcast, Laura. This is so crazy. By the way, um, Zach interrupts you all the time and we need to have <laughs> a conversation with Zach about that. Yeah. I only mentioned I that mean, because you interrupted me like three times in the last three minutes. And I, just I know because I'm so excited to talk in this new microphone, okay. but I'm really sorry. I, I feel like people need to kind of deal with that because you and I have kind of figured it out. Well, okay. This is actually a really good point, right? Because okay. some people will hear the way that Ryan, my husband and I talk to each other. They're like, he's mm-hmm. such a dick. He's so mm-hmm. like, he's mean or he's so sarcastic or cutting. And I'm like, Are, no, that is, that's our dynamic. Like he's, he's not going to talk to you that way, but he, we talk to each other that way because that's just the way that we are. That's the way that we play things out. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's the way we've negotiated our relationship. Um, and same thing with you. Like you might cut me off. I might cut you off. I call you names. I'm mean to you and yeah. sarcastic. And yeah, and they're not like, and also, by the way, Laura, you call him lots of names and you do make fun of him. Like, like they're not correcting no, you. Nobody tells me that I do wrong. <laughs> not in my house. You might not know this about me, but I have seven nieces and nephews, and I am constantly on the lookout for how I can become the favorite uncle. I know at least in one case, I have won that battle. I have proof that I am the favorite uncle, and this week I scored some more points with my nephews and their parents by introducing them to Haya. Haya are children's vitamins. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that growing kids should never eat. And that's why Haya was created. It's a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. I introduced it to my nephews Charlie and Miles. Charlie I've known since his head was smaller than a cheeseburger. Miles is always wearing a green shirt. And now they have Haya, which will fill in the common gaps in their diet and provide them with full-body nourishment that they need with a yummy taste that they love. Haya was formulated with the help of nutritional experts. It's pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. This is the best part. Haya is non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine, except that it's not actually free. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and is sent straight to your door so your parents can have one less thing to worry about. When I gave it to Charlie and Miles, they each got a groovy new bottle that they could decorate with their own stickers and they had a blast. You get eco-friendly refills every single month. We have worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You can receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com MTR. This deal is not available on their regular website, so you have to go to Haya Health, H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash M-T-R 
and get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults. Isn't it weird when people that you know listen to the podcast? 100%. I have to go back and think about all the things that I've said about them. I know. Well, my, uh, my birthday was just this last week and I, you know, I got all the sort of obligatory Facebook messages yeah. about, you know, just like the people who click the buttons, but then I got a few random messages from people. Really nice ones. Yeah. I got this one from a girl I dated in college and she was like, Hey, just thinking of you. Happy birthday. Hope you're doing well. By the way, I listen to your podcast and I'm like, Oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> do I talk about you? I don't remember. I know. Um, yeah. So, um, well, I, I don't, I don't ever know if it's a compliment or not. It's like, um, I think it's a compliment anyway. if people are listening, they're finding value. Well, or if they th- listen to it twice, maybe that's a compliment. Well, they listened to it once and they weren't like, this sucks, I'm done. And they're like, I'll come back for more. Maybe they came back for more. Yeah. Yeah. I would tell you that if my husband had anyone in his life that was like an ex-girlfriend or something, a hundred percent, I would listen to their podcast because I wouldn't, I would want to know like, what's your story? What, like, what, what is, what's your husband had someone in his life? Like, let's say Rebecca was married prior to you, which she was not. Yeah. And her ex had a podcast. Wouldn't you listen to it? No, I would one hundred percent be curious about who that person is oh, and man, what their I, life I can't is even like. Imagine having any interest in that at all. Or like Ryan. Ryan has siblings. If one of his siblings had a podcast, like I know his sister <laughs> listens to the podcast. I would be so curious about people. Behind. I know my brother doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, I don't even know my brother knows I have a podcast. I don't think my dad has ever listened to a single episode. Yeah. But my sister does. Anyway, and I'm kind of glad for it because they're like, "Who is that guy?" Because. We, we talk a lot, you and I, behind the scenes, we talk a lot about how sometimes we're just playing a character. Like I'm playing a character called Zach and you're playing a character called Laura, which when we log Do off, we? sometimes we, we drop out of it. I, I think so a little bit. I mean, I censor myself. My character is more <laughs> censored for sure. Probably a little more gentle. Yeah. I actually, okay. I have to, I have to share this with you. So I, I, okay. um, have I, I, have I kind of talked about how... I've had a really hard time recently feeling deep connection with human beings. Um, I've had a lot more, I would say, sort of like surface level acquaintance experiences in Bend, Oregon, and a lot less deep connection and Mm -hmm. feeling really deeply known than I had in Salt Lake. And I went and I spent the weekend in Vail at the GoPro games, which were so cool, so awesome. If you are an athlete and you just want to go and be around other people, it was an amazing experience. But I spent time with one of my best friends. And the moment that I got in the vehicle with him, he said something so snarky. And I just had this moment of like unraveling deep, deep breath and just was like, oh, I feel so known. And I actually feel quite known by you too, where I feel like I can be really raw, authentic and accepted for who I am. I haven't gotten that here in Bend for a really long time. And it's a, it's a weird experience where I don't notice it until I'm with someone like you or my best friends, where I finally am able to just sort of like you said, I'm playing a part. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. to some extent, not with you. I don't play a part with you, but I kind of feel like I have to be a little bit more on my best behavior with others. Yeah. You've mentioned this before. I know. Like, this is a thing that you've, that's come up for you before. Yeah. Maybe you need to like go to church or something. Um, I am trying that out. I'm, I'm church yeah. shopping here in Bend. We'll see how it yeah. goes. I don't know. People there, they try to connect with people deeply sometimes. <sighs> yeah. It's, I mean, I think that this is just a real a real thing. I don't know. I'm not trying to solve your problem, but that's a, <laughs> I just need to be validated. I don't need you to <laughs> yeah. solve my problem. Yeah, just... I'm really sorry about Thank that. You. That sounds really hard. Yeah, That you. sounds really hard. <laughs> I showed somebody it's not about the nail in session the other day. You, you wasted their time with that? No, I taught them something <laughs> new. Yeah. Did they actually get minute. something out of it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's it's it fosters a conversation, I think, about what what's going on there, like what each character has to kind of be accountable to and for, and then what's the what are the alternatives to that whole scenario? And it makes them laugh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So I had a really interesting experience. Did we do the three minute game? Did I explain that on a, a previous podcast where you touch your partner? Um, and um, no, you made me feel chapstick or something once. But I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. This is called the three minute game and I, I play it probably different from how other therapists might do it. But basically, if you were my partner, Zach, I would take three minutes and I would say, Zach, I'm going to touch you and it's only for my pleasure. And I, I, we're going to negotiate, like, what can I touch? Cause you're going to say like, I don't want you to touch, you know, this part of my body. I'll be like, great. No problem. But Laura's touching. <clears throat> on a, I'm you, touching you. you. The toucher is the one whose pleasure it's for. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go in and for three minutes, I'm going to feel your beard up because I really like the texture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to touch up your, your calf muscles because I know you really like your calf mm-hmm. muscles. My calves um, are pretty and I yeah. And I like calf muscles, right? So for three minutes, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on my pleasure. And then mm-hmm. we might okay. switch. And then I'm going to say, now, Zach, I want you to touch me for my pleasure. And I'm going to instruct you mm. in all the ways that I want to be touched. I love my scalp. Now we're up to six minutes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I really want you to massage my scalp. That's my favorite part of my body to be touched. And I just want you to get in there with your fingers. Right. So I'm doing this with a couple and, um, and she says, I have an issue with my hands. There's like some kind of a bacterial thing going on. Anyway, I can't use my Mm. hands. And I said, this is such a great learning experience because how often are you attempting to, let's just say in a sexual experience, enjoy pleasure and something goes awry right? Like you're Mm -hmm. on your period. And so you're not able to have like, maybe your partner's not into intercourse or you uh, had too much alcohol and you can't maintain erection. So I was like, this Mm -hmm. is great. This is such a fun experience because now you have to get creative and you have to Mm -hmm. figure out how are you going to touch your partner for your pleasure without using your hands? And it was just really fun. So I think she was like Mm -hmm. nuzzling him with her head and she was like kissing on his ears and Mm -hmm. it was just really nice. So I just, it was really fun, this experience with this couple of saying, sometimes things don't go the way you plan and we're just going to have to we're going to have to get creative. And that was just a really great experience in, in this moment of mm-hmm. what can happen, you know, behind closed doors after dark. Yeah, I dig it. Let's be honest. Sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. And that's why Dame Products designed Eva, the first hands-free vibrator for couples, boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Use the code MTR today for 15% off site-wide. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so that you can take those good feelings with you throughout the day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hands-free toy, Eva, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so that you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend. So what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you'll look forward to. Go to dameproducts.com and enter the code MTR for 15% off site-wide. That code is MTR to take 15% off your Dame product. 
I don't even remember why I shared that with you, but I did. But it's actually kind of close to the thing I want to talk about anyway, which is... Um, <laughs> and now we get to the main event after 11 minutes. Well, sort of. I mean, I think I think it's always interesting the way we sort of stumble around at the beginning and then that surfaces the thing that is going to be important. But I wanted to talk about it because I've been talking about it with clients a lot. I was doing that thing that I do where I kind of latch onto a thing and yeah, I do yeah, it yeah. like four or five times yeah. in a week. And I don't want to forget it. And I also think it's helpful. And I think I want to like see what you think. Okay. But... um really want to talk about kind of conflict and not sort of necessarily how to do it, but sort of what happens. So you and I have talked about this a lot, which is most people don't have 300 fights. They have three fights. Mm -hmm. What was the gal's name that you can attribute that? Her name is Claudia Grauf Ground. She wrote that book called We've Had This Fight Before. Mm -hmm. And then this last weekend I was working with the, I was working in ASL uh, with the Gottman Institute and they said this quote, which I had never seen before, which is most p- couples don't have hundreds of fights. They have one fight hundreds of times. Yeah. Sort of that notion. Yep. And I think people kind of go, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, I, and I'm like, okay, cool. Then then we don't really need to talk about money or in-laws or sex nope. or housework. Mm-mm. We need to talk about the one fight or the three fights. Mm-hmm. And so we've been doing that a lot in my office and I, and I wonder if that, does that show up for you and, and how does that work for you? And then how do you help couples out? Because I came up with this, I don't know, conceptual thing that I think I want to flesh out with you. So yes, it does happen. Um, in fact, very, very, very stuck with one couple right now where it is one fight. Like they will literally say everything else in our life is great. Mm-hmm. And we are so in love with one another, but this one area of our life, it gets really, really stuck. And it kind of takes me back a little bit to the work that we did with this one topic or this one. It's a particular topic, but okay. it brings me back to the idea that Terry Real talks a lot about of like who's showing up and how old are they? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you using your adaptive child to communicate with your partner? Is this activating or waking something else up in you? Um, what was the gal's name that we interviewed that was from Florida and she talked about attachment? Do you remember mm-hmm. her name? Jessica Baum. Yes. Okay. So I, she uses a phrase calling, saying it wakes something up in you. And I mm-hmm. thought that was such a transformational phrase that she used because too often I think it comes from a blaming place of like, you triggered me. And she said, I don't think mm-hmm. it's about your partner triggering you. It's about something waking up inside of you. This like adaptive child mm-hmm. coming to the surface. Love that. So I've kind of been blending some of that together. So yes, I'm seeing this pattern of we're not having all these different fights, we're having a pattern show up over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And the pattern is when we talk about, let's say money, for example, then my adaptive child shows up and then it's very Mm -hmm. predictable of what, what pattern that's going to play out. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm seeing. Yeah. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I want to get even more direct with it because it's the pattern. Um, And for me, the pattern exists or I'm interested in if the pattern exists, if say let, this happens when we talk about money, but if I take money out, if I take it, if I just pick it up and put it over here, right. then I grab um, your mother and I pick it up and I put it right back in here. Okay. Does the pattern stay the same? Mm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. because she says something critical, then he gets defensive, then she raises her voice, right. then he does whatever. And so I've been talking to couples a little bit about, it's almost like this is a, like a, like a, like a, a road. You get on a road. Right. And mile marker zero is the beginning of the fight. Mm-hmm. Right. And what is that? How does it start? So I'm, I'm with a couple and they're like, oh, we had a big fight last week. And I go, how does it start? 
And I want to know how it starts. And then, and then I'll say, does it always start like that? Or does it, is that how most of them start? Because if they understand how it starts, then we can start to map out the pattern. That's actually what I'm sort of the metaphor mm-hmm. I have is this map. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's at mile zero? What's at mile one? Mm-hmm. What's at mile two? What's at mile three? And, you know, I reckon I have them. We have it. We know exactly what it is. And we've gotten deft enough to sort of scrunch it together. Cause I think the goal is to, if you understand the pattern, can you squeeze it so that it doesn't take three hours? It takes right. you know, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's actually been a goal that many couples have had coming to me is they say, we get it that we have a conflict cycle. We, we, we understand mm-hmm. that it's very predictable. Um, and we're, we're really stuck. We're entrenched in it. We just want to make it shorter. They're like, so is there any way we can mm-hmm. take that conflict experience that we're having and just make it shorter and get back to resolution, repair, whatever it might be, feeling more connected in a shorter amount of time, condense it. Yeah, that's actually, I mean, really wise, Mm -hmm. I think, for your couple, because in this way, which is we know we have a conflict, we know we have conflict. Yeah. We know we're gonna get in a fight. We know that actually we're gonna get in a fight about those three things right there. Yeah. That guy, we're gonna get in a fight about the the homework, we're gonna get in a fight about the groceries, and we're gonna get in a fight about your mother. Those three things we're always gonna get in a fight about. And so rather than, than... sort of try to solve homework or solve groceries or solve mom, right. we're going to, let's just make it shorter. Mm-hmm. We just find a shortcut. Like, and I think people need some kind of philosophy about how they're going to think about their conflict, which is not going to be, we're going to get it to go away forever. Okay. Give them realistic you know? expectations. Well, it's just not going to happen. Right. Right. The other thing I think is, um, people come in and they say, I'll say, we have, we, they'll say, we have all this conflict to go. Why? They go, we're really different. I'm like, uh, okay, well, so what? Everybody is different. You know, like um, if you are watching right now, it's the NBA finals. So it's the Celtics and the Warriors, right? So if you want the Celtics to win and and you want the Warriors to win, that's not going to become a fight. That's a difference. Sure. But that difference isn't going to be a fight because why not? Mm -hmm. Well, we don't care enough or the stakes aren't high enough or it doesn't say enough about my identity or whatever it is that comes into whatever. So that even has to come under the thing because it's not difference that upsets people. It's it's commitment to the thing that you feel differently about, mm. right? I feel more committed to that thing, <clears throat> the Celtics, yeah. than I do to you. Mm-hmm. And so if they, if you're going to get in my face about, <laughs> I actually had a couple who, um, uh, in Washington state, the big, the big football game is UW and Washington state university. Yeah. So it's the Huskies and the Cougars. What is that called? The Rose the, Bowl? No, that's not. It's the Apple, Apple Cup. Cup. Yeah. What's the Rose and, Bowl? And why did I, why did that just Rose Bowl is a bowl game on New Year's day that is, uh, unaffiliated. It's usually the big 10 and the Pac 12, okay. but it's, it's just a, whatever. <laughs> but this is an annual game. It's the annual rivalry game. Every state mm-hmm. has them. Everybody mm-hmm. has them. Um, in Oregon, it's Oregon and Oregon state, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she was a cougar and he was a husky. And every year they had a like a battle basically. Every single year on the Apple Cup, they had a, like a kind of a conflict or a fight, but they turned it into something that was actually fun for them, right? right. Like the loser had to clean up the dishes or whatever it was. Fun. So I think part of it again is sort of grading, grading which things matter and which things don't. Mm-hmm. But the things that matter, the things that are painful, the things that are hard need that extra piece of microscope. And so what I've been asking people to do, because we'll talk about it in a lot of my session now, I'll give them this homework. So if you're a listener out there and you're like, oh, I want some homework. <laughs> I don't know why you listen to podcasts to get homework, but this is actually the thing. I'm like, draw it, draw a highway, right? put a highway on a piece of paper and put mile markers on it. One, two, three, four, five. It's a straight line. 
and mark it, mark it out. Like, how does it start? Mm -hmm. She says, this was another one that was interesting. I'll talk about this in a second, but she said, she brings up an an issue. Mm -hmm. He gets defensive. Mm -hmm. She gets louder. Mm -hmm. He withdraws. She pursues. He, um, he gets big. She, she withdraws. He chases her. Like mm-hmm. there's the whole thing. And then, then how's it end? Well, she slams a door and then he leaves the house and he, and they don't talk about it for two days. Right. That's mile one through 10. I had a couple come in the other day and uh, she was late. She was late by about 15 minutes. And I said, Hey, you know, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. I talked to him for a little while. And then I said, so tell me about your fight. Exactly this. And I said, how does it go? He mapped it out for me. And then she came in and sat down and I said, Hey, let's try something out. It said, tell me, tell me about the fight. Tell me how does your fight go? Mm-hmm. And this was the cool thing, which was she mapped it out and she told me exactly what the fight was. And it was almost identical. <laughs> they both had really, really good clarity about what, what's going on. What their pattern was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what's really hard is when you don't, like if you and I are constantly in totally. a fight and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to map out the 10 steps yeah. and then you map out the 10 steps and they're like unrecognizable. Yeah. That's, that's a problem. So well, what I want couples to do is to map them out. Mm-hmm. And then compare mm-hmm. and then come up with the list that is their, their list of say t- seven to 10. Okay. So These are the seven to 10 predictable steps that we go through. I think it's pretty easy for folks to say, well, it, it always starts when she does this and mm-hmm. I'm having a really hard time when there is almost zero. I've texted you about this, right? Like zero recognition of how you play into the cycle. I've had a lot of people that Mm -hmm. come in and here you are, Zach, and you're saying, okay, so I hear you have conflict. I hear this is going on. This is the struggle. I need for the two of you to identify your pattern, your cycle. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Mm -hmm. there is no pattern. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is, there's no cycle. It's just her. It's all her. It's her problem. It's her issue. If she would just change, then everything would be fine. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really tough work to do couples therapy because I'm not doing individual therapy right now with your wife. I'm doing couples therapy, which requires that you recognize that you play a role in all of this. Whether or not you think like your partner may be extremely critical, but you still show up in how you respond. You're still a part of that cycle. You're still a part of the dynamic. And so that's where I'm hoping folks can hear this and say, you can't do couples work or you can't change the relationship unless you're able to recognize how both of you are playing into it, that you both are yeah. on like this idea of like, we're here's, here's the highway and there's mile marker, this, 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 the deal is you're both mm-hmm. in the car and you're both going in the same direction in that vehicle mm-hmm. and you, you're both participating. Totally. And it's not like, I mean, it, it's not like she, let's just object. Let's just like vilify her for a second. It's not like she's creating conflict in a room all by herself. Right. Exactly. Right? There is another person. And so I don't even want to judge the mile markers. I just want to label them, you know? So then what? It could be, she's ridiculous. It could literally be, she's ridiculous. And she brings up a, uh, a point that is based in fantasy sure. and she does it violently. But if he doesn't, respond in a way that, that soothes that, that pain, that, that's peace. Yeah. Then we're going to trigger mile number two. Then we're going to trigger, or we're going to activate, we're going to keep moving down the road. But here's the part that I think is the best part of this analogy, which is if you are on a highway and it's straight line and you just get to put your foot on the gas, what you're going to do is just go. You're just going to go, 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 go. Right. You're going to speed up. Right. You're going to go faster. There's no traffic. 
There's no nothing. So I start saying, now, if we understand the mile markers, what are the like things we can put on this highway or road to slow it down, right? In actual traffic, they put speed bumps because okay. they don't want teenagers, like right in the road that leads up to the high school that I drop my kid off every sure. morning. There are speed bumps yeah. all over this road. The reason they put them there is because 16-year-olds are driving down that road fast. Yeah. And so we're trying to stop this. Or they put exit ramps. Like if you're going downhill on a mountain, they and the truck gets out of control. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. these big old like graded hills that you go up and slows your truck down. Have you ever seen anybody do It's a runaway ramp, by the way. But have yeah. you ever seen a truck actually go on yeah. a runaway? You have in yeah. real time? I have. Yeah, I, I grew up in the mountains of Virginia, so I that, that was like normal oh where I grew gosh, up. Oh my gosh, I would Jesus and I would be very close at that point if I was to see a vehicle <laughs> go onto one of those ramps. Like I would be best friends with Jesus. Take the wheel, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I so that and so now we have the thing right. If at mile number one, we we she just puts her foot on the gas and says, "I'm mad about this." We can talk about okay, what's the what's the governor that we can put on a mile number one that changes this? Mm-hmm. You know, if mile number three, he, you know, gets defensive, mm-hmm. what can, what's the off ramp at mile number three? It's where he says, you know what? You might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Take some responsibility. And the unique part of this is like, like um, the, if you can sort of accept that this metaphor is relevant, meaning we know what the straight highway is with no barriers. Right. And now we become like traffic engineers. We can start to put, oh, we need a speed bump here. We need a mm-hmm. off ramp mm-hmm. there. We, then we can do the thing that your couple wants to do, which is condense it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Da, da, da. So um, I talk a lot about how if you know how it begins and you know how it ends and the middle is useless, why don't we just take the the, the road that goes around mm-hmm. and get to the back part where we go, hey, do we need to flip a coin here? Yeah. Or d- which one of us needs to be the bigger person? Yeah. Or how about we try to out apologize right now because um, otherwise we're going to waste three hours and our kids are going to be embarrassed of us because we're going to be at the mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebecca and I got we, <laughs> we went to a, we got a pedicure the other day and um, we were arguing with each other in in the chair mm-hmm. like you're supposed to be like super duper relaxed yeah and getting, I actually like, have a photograph <laughs> of you being super duper relaxed while we were getting oh a God, pedicure you a fell pedicure. asleep I love in a the chair so much <laughs> I, love I know it you so do much. you have beautiful toes. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I, we were, we were getting, um, and it's those calves, right? It's my calves. That, that's why. Yeah, I two compliments in one oh, day from I me. So Woof. I know. Um, anyway, the, so we left and the lady, the lady who checks Rebecca out, she's always last and she, cause she talks to the lady for like 20 minutes. Her name is Amy. She's like, Amy was really worried. Amy wanted to know if we were okay. Yeah. And we're okay. Yeah. Like we just, sometimes we just need to like get it out of our system, but <laughs> You know, in public, we, <laughs> making totally other people uncomfortable. Make everyone else uncomfortable. That's our goal. <laughs> We're trying to relax here, brittles. Get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, I'm just talking about like, this is, this is basically the thing I want to talk about, which is if we can map it out, if you can sit down with your partner and really just sort of go through the steps and say, this is what our conflict looks like. And then you can get creative about how to do that. Um, differently, how to just do mm-hmm. it differently. And the reason I think the beginning of our conversation was so meaningful is because this act, this exact exercise also works with sex. Like people, couples who are in like kind of a, we have the same sex every single time. Right. Yeah. She asks, then he says, sure. And then they go to the bedroom and then they do missionary. And then he goes down on her and then she goes down and then she rolls over and then he does this. And then he, and then she takes a shower and he goes to sleep. Yeah. Like if that's just like the, 
you know, the same old, same old, you can map it out and then say, okay, what if we did something else? What if he asks this time? Yeah. And what if they don't start with missionary? Mm -hmm. And what if I can't use my hands, Mm -hmm. right? What if I'm not going to use my hands? I'm going to use my my head and my mouth Mm -hmm. and my feet. Mm -hmm. Like, because the the problem with people who are couples who at least that I'm talking to is that they're, they're bored of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's sex and sometimes it's conflict, right? When I talk about conflict with them, I'm like, this is boring, right? Right. It's boring. The argument you just had about your mom. Yeah. You've had it a hundred times and it's kind of old, isn't Mm -hmm. it? And predictable. Wouldn't it be cool if you did something else? Yeah. I like it. So this makes a lot of sense to me. And it, it is a lot of what I do with couples is we move when we're really focused on conflict management, right? They say our friendship's great. This is great. This is great. But man, are we stuck? I'm like, cool. Then mm-hmm. let's figure out where in the cycle. So you describe kind of a linear path. It's all the way down this super highway that is really fast. And we mm-hmm. don't seem to have any sort of control over our brakes here. I talk about like, where are we going to interrupt it? What is it that each of you can do? Cause I, here's the interesting part is like, if you're in a vehicle, one person is operating the steering wheel and the mm-hmm. the gas and the brakes. And I mm-hmm. dare to say that in this illustration that you're creating, it's like one of those mm-hmm. driver eds cars where both people are operating mm-hmm. the gas and the brakes. You both sure. have control over the momentum of the vehicle and where you're headed. And so if each of you are tapping on the brakes, you're going to slow that way down. If each of you take some responsibility mm-hmm. in how you're showing up, it slows the entire vehicle down. Yeah. I just want, I just want couples thinking differently and getting creative. Like, because you're not, you're not bound to the system. So whether it's thinking about changing the road or changing the car to put a second brake in it, I like that metaphor about mm-hmm. the second brake um, because we just went through driver's ed again, <laughs> which was fun. Um, <laughs> but did I tell you my thing about how I think um, like most conversations ought to end with, okay, let's go get some ice cream. Yeah. Did I tell you this? Yeah. Did I tell you where this came from? No. No. Uh, okay. So yeah, the, I, the reason I think it's like, let's go, because my dream is I think conversations need to end in intimacy. If you do conflict right, right. if you do sex right, mm-hmm. both of them lead you to deeper intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can end any conversation, even a conflict one by saying, hey, let's go get some ice cream, yeah. at least you're maintaining the friendship. And for me, I learned this, like, I don't know, I guess it was maybe 19 years old. I'm, I'm dating this girl. I'm crazy about her. I think she's like the one I've figured out that this is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Is this the same one that sent you a birthday message? It might be, might be, it might not be. It doesn't (laughs) quite matter. But, um, but the point is she broke up with me. She wanted to break up with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, we, I was like, no, this is the wrong thing to do. You should not break up with me. I I think that's a bad idea. So we have this whole conversation. It's painful. It's hard. It's based in difference. Yeah. We want two different things at the end of this conversation. And in fact, the end of the conversation was the end of our dating relationship. And it was, it was long and it hurt. But at the end I was like, well, let's go get some ice cream. Mm -hmm. So we went and got ice cream yeah. and then I dropped her off at her house and that was it. Like we, we just, we sort of went our separate ways. We were in different schools at the same, at the time. So it just sort of like, uh, it, it occurred to me as, as I'm thinking about like rewarding conversations that I've ha- had in my life, yeah. even though I didn't get what I wanted in that conversation, yeah. I got to maintain dignity and integrity and relationship. I mean, we're still friends. She still wishes me happy birthday from time <laughs> to time. And, um, the, um, but it just, it, it reminds me of how, like, if we could take ourselves a little less seriously and even the topic, we can do even very painful things mm-hmm. that result in not getting what we want and still 
like hold our hold our chin up, right? And so, can I ask you that this, is I think this question be, yeah. because I've been thinking about this a lot of when couples come to see me. Not every session, maybe you have this experience too. Of as a therapist, it's really hard to say, okay, guys, like we're we're out of time, and it's all. Un, undone, right? Like not, it doesn't yeah, it's get not hard for me. It, <laughs> it doesn't get tied up in a pretty little bow, and yeah. you know you might uh, you do a lot of good work in session every session, but mm-hmm. a lot of times people leave and they're like, oh gosh, I'm still wide yeah. open and I'm still. So yeah. I've been trying to think of like what is some kind of a ritual, something that I can have you couples do that helps them to right, like ice cream. My suggestion because I do virtual therapy is like, hey, I'd really love for both of you to just get outside and move your body because I think it, what ends mm-hmm. up happening is right, you release all these stress hormones while you're in session. And I need you to work through those stress hormones. One of the most effective ways to do that is, is like stress, like sweat it out, go for a really like yeah. good heart pumping walk. But I also would yeah. love for couples to just like stand up, wrap your arms around your partner and just hug until you can just feel yourself relax a little bit and remind yourself mm-hmm. that we are on the same team. We're doing this together. And that was really tough, but we're doing it for a reason and we have hard conversations, yeah. but we also go get some ice cream or we hug each other. Yeah. Or we go for that's a what walk. I do. I'm just like, I'm sorry that this was so hard and uh, we're at, but we're out of time. And I think you should go get some ice cream. Okay. That's great. I think you no, should start sending your clients some gift certificates to like haagen or something. This episode yeah. has been brought to you it's by really haagen It's really hard to stay mad when you're eating ice cream. I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. I agree. So okay. this is why hey, I think it's the. Let's, let's land this plane. I, I got to go on to my, <laughs> the rest of my work day. You gotta go do your job. Yeah. Um, right on. Well, listen, you're off for the rest of the week. You don't. You don't have to do anything else for me. So uh, not for you, but I'm sorry. definitely teaching for the Gottman Institute tomorrow. Oh, oh right on. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Good luck. With I am that. not off. Thank and you for reminding me of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. All right. So I'm gonna. Yeah, we'll land this plane, and I'll see you soon. Okay. Adios. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. We always appreciate you. And if you are a newer listener or you're just joining us and you enjoy the podcast, we would love for you to hop on to iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening, drop us um, some kind of a, you know, referral, reference, thumbs up, some kind of a nice thing. Say something nice about Zach's calves. We would deeply appreciate it. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.